morning, church. I will invite you to open with me your Bibles to chapter 1 of the Gospel of John. And if you don't have a Bible, and if you want one Bible, we have Bibles at the back of the church there in the table. You can take one of the versions that we are using uh, here at the church. And today we are, today we are uh, beginning a new sermon series on the Gospel of John. And we are going to start uh, reading the first 18 verses on chapter 1 of the Gospel of John. So hear then the Word of God. Are you ready? John chapter 1, verses 1 to 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all may, might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about Him and cried out, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because He was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this is your word. You gave it for our edification. You gave it for our correction. You gave it for our training in righteousness. You gave it to understand the way of salvation, which is through faith in Jesus Christ. By your Spirit, Make your word do all these things for us by faith. 
In Jesus' name, amen. The four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, gives us different angles or points of view of the work and life of Jesus as if you were reading the same story with a slightly different emphasis. The Gospel of John, however, has a different, completely angle from the other Gospels. John doesn't only focus on the work of Jesus, but he gives us a close-up of who Jesus is in his essence. Like some of you, I watched a couple of World Junior Hockey Championship games. Congratulations to, to Team Canada, by the way. But it caught my attention that, as in any other sport, various, various cameras cover the different angles of the game. What I have never seen is that in this tournament, a camera operator was on skates providing close-up shots of the players in action from the rink. And to minimize the distraction on television and among the players, the cameraman and his camera were outfitted entirely in white to blend in on the eyes. Yeah, that was something. They call this man the white ninja. <laughs> this close-up cameraman added a new dimension to what TV viewers and fans at the rink experienced, offering them the chance to feel as if they were on the eyes with the players. The Gospel of John is the white ninja of the New Testament. He's giving us a close-up from the rink about the identity of Jesus. And since his introduction, John doesn't waste time. From the very beginning, he reveals Jesus' identity. And the first thing that we, found, that we find in these verses is that Jesus is God. Notice in verses 1 and 2, if you read it with me, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And not just that, and the Word was God. Jesus was God. He was in the beginning with God. As Matthew and Luke gives us Jesus' earthly genealogy, John does it here. Notice, in the beginning was the Word. Charles Swindle says, John's Gospels, 
John's gospel starts out in heaven with a glimpse of the creator before he became Christ, the man. It is clear that John wants us to go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. From John's perspective, there is a little more to the story of Jesus than he's born in the stable in Bethlehem. John wants us to take us back, way back, before creation. He wants us to see that when God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning, Jesus, the Word of God, was already there. And not only that, the Word was God. There is something new here. There is a new angle to the person of Jesus. You see, Jesus in the manger is not his beginning, but his arrival. Jesus is not a mere mortal like you and me. He is God. And he was with God the Father before anything existed. That is something new. If we want to see Jesus in the right perspective, if we want to see Jesus in, the right, in his right measure, we need to see him as God. Not just, a miracle, just a, as a miracle maker or a good man that walked on earth, but Jesus is God. This is the angle that John is presenting to all of us here. But the next, there is more, is that Jesus is the creator. Notice in verses 3 to 5, if you go with me, read verses 3 to 5, it says, All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was Life, And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Again, we can see that John does not mean words when he tells us that Jesus creates, created all things. John first tells us that Jesus is God, and because he is God, he exists before everything. And because he exists before everything, he is the source of life. He brings life. He creates life. And therefore, we all exist. Everything that you see here exists because of Jesus. Let's ask ourselves, why is it important to look at Jesus as God and as the creator of everything? And the answer is pretty simple, pretty obvious, but it's 
very important to mention it. If Jesus is God, and if Jesus is the creator, then we all owe ourselves to him. We, as creatures, cannot say that we are sovereign and independent, the masters of our fate. If we recognize that Jesus is God and Jesus is the creator, we owe ourselves to him. No one can exist without God, the Son, and Creator. And again, this removes Jesus from the category of a good teacher who gave good moral lessons or a, a great philosopher who gave us advice on how to live. No, if Jesus is God and if He is the Creator, we all owe ourselves to Him. That's what John wants us to see from this gospel. But there is more. Jesus is God. Jesus is the creator. But then Jesus the God and the creator reveal, revealed himself to his creation. He is the one who took the initiative and that's what we read in verses 6 to 13. If you go with me, in verses 6 to 13, it says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light, the true light which gives Light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Verse 12, but to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. <clears throat> in the following chapters, in the Gospel of John, there will be more times to discuss John the Baptist in more detail. For now suffice it to say that the purpose of John the Baptist was to point to the light coming in Jesus. This is how God has been working since the beginning of creation or since the beginning of human history. There have always been messengers, heralds, and witness of God's revelation. But John the Baptist is unique because he introduces nonetheless God himself in the 
person of Christ. Imagine that responsibility. He's not announcing something that is going to happen. He is announcing the arrival of God himself here on earth. But here is where we encounter a little problem. Even though the creator is being announced, even if... The, when the creator is being introduced, even though the light was pre present and the creation was in front of its creator, it says that his creation did not recognize him, did not receive him, and fought against him. John calls our defiance against God, the Son, Jesus, darkness. That's how John calls our, our rebellion against God. Darkness. Rejection. And through the Gospel of John, we will see this tension this defiance from all people, the religious leaders, the authorities, his family, his friends, his followers, and even his disciples. But the misunderstanding of Jesus is not the central part of the story. It is only the backdrop in which the actual story takes place. His real mission is all those who receive him and believe in him, Jesus, the creator, the light of the world, gave the right to those who believe in him to become children of God. Now let's... Let's pause here because this is crucial in this part of the gospel, in this introduction. In this part, John tells us what he wants from us. Jesus, the God and creator, came into the world, yes, to be rejected, to suffer, to be poor and despised so that you and me may believe in him. That is the only thing that you need to, to do while you are reading the Gospel of John. That you and me may believe in him. He is not asking you to do anything more than that. I heard the story of a wealthy man whose art collection had to be auctioned. It was, a, it was a spectacular art collection of masterpieces from all over the world. And the rule of the auction was that the first picture to be sold was a little portrait the man had done of his son. Of course, this was not a masterpiece. 
His son had died in battle. And nobody bid for it. One, two, ten, one hundred, and nobody won the picture. It was not a great painting. So finally, the loyal butler <laughs> put his hand up and said he'd buy it. And down came the caller of the auction and said, the auction is over. It is closed. That was what he said. And his final words were, the rule of the auction is that whoever gets the sun gets the rest. Everything went to the butler. And this is the gospel. John tells us that when you get the sun, you get everything. When you believe in the sun, you have everything. For those who believe, he gave the right to be called children. Sons and daughters of God. The son is the one who gave the right, who gives the right to become children of God. So it's a it's a big deal. Lastly, John wants to see something else here. Jesus, God, came in flesh to reveal his glory, to reveal his grace, and to reveal the truth. Notice what it says in chapter 1, verse 14 to 18. Let's read together. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the Father full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. He was before creation. In verse 16, For from his fullness we have all received Grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. God the Son, Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us. The word dwell is the word tabernacle. If read it in another way, we'll say, He tabernacled among us. Jesus. God tabernacled among us. Like in the Old Testament, 
there was a tabernacle, a tent set up among the people that was moved wherever they went. So Jesus has become the tabernacle among us. The tabernacle's purpose was to have a place where the people could meet God. So Jesus is the place where you can meet God. The tabernacle was where the glory of God dwelled. So Jesus is where the glory of God is revealed and dwelling. Do you remember the glory of God could not be seen? It has a cost. Moses asked, can I see your glory? And God said, if you see me, you will die. If the people saw the glory of God, they would die. This is the whole point of the Old Testament. God is so holy, so glorious, that he cannot be seen. But the whole point of the New Testament and what John is telling us here is that in Jesus, we can see God. And that's how John starts his gospel. In this gospel of John, all the encounters of Jesus with people are to reveal the glory of God walking among people. The glory of God wrapped in flesh in the person of Jesus. The book of John is written so we can see clearly up close the glory of God in Jesus. Every sign in the Gospel of John, every conversation, every word, every action reveals who Jesus is and why he came. The Gospel of John reveals the glory of Jesus, full of grace and truth. So are you excited to see Jesus up close this year? Well, fasten your seatbelts because we are going for a ride to meet God, the Son and Creator in the pages of the Gospel of John. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word and thank you for this beautiful Gospel that you left for us so that we may see who Jesus is so that we may see up close Jesus real identity and so that we may believe in him and believing we may become children of God Open our ears, open our eyes this year so that we will discover Jesus. 
in a new and fresh way this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and let's sing together this closing song. It's a beautiful hymn that Carr prepared for all of us this morning. and sisters rejoice 
aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now and forevermore. Amen.